0: Welcome, welcome to Push Talk, Real Talk with Dom. Hello out there. I hope all is well. God is good. He is so gracious and wonderful. He is keeping me and I pray that you see that he is also keeping you. Okay. Hey, you guys. I definitely want to thank my new um, fans or audience. Not even fans. Excuse me. Who am I? I want to thank my new audience in Singapore. What? Singapore. Yes, they're listening in Singapore. So, shout out to you all. I thank you from listening all over the world. Like, this is so dope. Like, I can't believe it. Like, I'm so shocked, you know, that people are tuning in from different countries and places of the world to listen to more. Young Don, the Lord have mercy. God is good and... He's wonderful, and I just love when he snacks me up to get me back right. He gets me back right. And today's topic, I'm just going to go straight in, is keep love in your heart. This weekend was something else, and it was so strange and a little foreign to me, but it was hardening my heart, I am not going to lie. It was making me cold and making me become very um closed up and i just talked about this in the last episode how you know we want to shake the dust off our feet when we see things and one thing i'm i'm seeing with my podcast is when i put something not even just with my podcast but with my instagram um post as well if you not follow me follow me my name on instagram is underscore grateful dom underscore grateful dom G-R-A-T-E-F-U-L-D-O-M. Grateful Dom, right? So when I put something out there, it's like I get tested. <laughs> and so sometimes um, I'm able to see it right away that I'm being tested. And sometimes it takes about a day or two where I go back and listen to it because I try not to listen to my podcast. I I get a little cringy listening to my voice or whatever. But when I do listen to it, I'm like, oh my God, I went through that. Like after I um, shared it, after I posted, you know, so yeah, it hit me this weekend and it blew me away because I now see why it's so important and imperative that you stick close to God. Like you... Again, in this world, in this life, and even after, like, you're going to need God every day, daily. You're going to need to be cleansed every day, daily. It's not a one-time thing. You don't go to a deliverance service and be like, all right, I'm healed, I'm whole, I don't need no deliverance ever again. Or um, even... Going to church once a month, like to me, that's not enough. I mean, every now and then you might need to take a sabbatical or a break to get closer to God, wherever it may be. But it, you're gonna need more than one time going to church to be cleansed, to be healed, um, to feel the presence of God, to be around those who can encourage you and lift you up. And so, get you in a good church too that is, um, spirit led, you know, they follow God um they're not perfect of course not but their main focus is following jesus christ and staying close to him and his word right so there were certain things that were brought up through this weekend that was just standing out and one thing that when i was getting ready to just it was in prayer when this all came up for me and it was the hate towards the latinos vendors And I'm just shocked at how some black people cannot stand Latinos and cannot stand the fact that, oh, they're coming over here and, you know, they're building this and they're taking this. And I'm shocked because I'm like, to be honest, they ain't taking nothing that you couldn't start yourself. Instead of hating, won't you build something? One thing I love about the Latino community, and this is outside looking in, and yes, of course, they have their own issues, their own problems, just like everybody else and every other color in this world, and culture, in this world. My Latino friends, we talk about it all the time, and the stuff that they go through, I go through with my black family. So the discrimination is sickening to me. and stupid to me, um, and it's hurtful as well. But I'm like, why are you mad that the Latinos are trying to find better for their family. You know, they're trying to take what they got and make it work. You know, they're coming together, unifying, putting the money together to help their loved ones. You know, that's one thing that I have noticed with my black community is that we don't help build each other up. It's like we compete with one another. And I've also um seen that with other cultures, other foreign cultures that come to America they open up their homes to their, their families from afar. They put their money together until that family is able to step out on their own. And then they do it again. And that family does it again for the next family to come in to start from the bottom and start on up. And I don't see that with black people. And again, I could be wrong, but I just don't see that. Um, when I became homeless, like I had so much peace sleeping in my car because I tried to reach out to a few people, you know, and the, the main thing was, um, you know, I don't know you got money, or I don't know how long you can stay here, how long you're gonna be here, or, you know, it was some kind of stipulations, and even the men, you know, that opened up their home, I knew that at one point in period of time, they was gonna try to open up my legs, okay, and some of these men, I never even thought of in that way or fashion and I just knew that was coming behind it and so I'm like nah I'd rather sleep in my car get a hotel room and take showers at places that I could take showers in and keep on moving and growing with this life of mine as much as I possibly can like I'm not going to disrespect myself or my god by you know joining or moving into a home that's not god-led or there's some things gonna I'm gonna have to do in the end in order for me to stay here like no but with other latino cultures I see like oh you're struggling right now well you can move in with me until you get yourself together and then you can head on out and for me like I had one situation where I was there but within two weeks like the the, the man of the house was getting impatient and it was like, all right, God, like, only got a few more days left. Let's do this. And God, he He did his thing. He showed me where to go. And that's where I've been for the last, going on two years now. So I thank him for my new home and place. Like, I thank God for it because he's not like men. He's not like people. And I thank God for that. Um, he provided for me the whole way. He took care of me. The whole way, like the whole way, um, even when I was sleeping in my car, it like I stated before, it was such a rewarding, humbling experience. Because um, though I had my moments where I wanted to play victim and be sad that I'm sleeping in my car, when I would serve my neighbors who who are homeless out in the streets, you know, they would you know let me know how blessed I was to be able to sleep in a car. Like I would cry. Sometimes I didn't want to leave them because, you know, it's like Lord, you know, they ain't got no place to stay. They ain't got nowhere to go. You know, like man, it's crazy. Um, I drive around the places sometimes where I had to sleep at, and I slept mostly in residential area because I felt more safe there. Um. But I do remember those nights just looking not into people's homes, but seeing the living room light being on and just thinking like, Lord, I cannot wait to be able to be in my living room and just chill, read a book, watch TV or something like, man, he took me all the way in. So again, it's like there are people around me that I just cannot depend on. And, yes, it was God, too, who, you know, was also doing a block. And because he wanted to teach me to depend on him like he did the children, um, the children of Israel and Egypt, you know, coming out of Egypt and going to the wilderness before they went to the promised land. He did that for me. He showed me that. And I'm grateful for it. Like, those who did what they did towards me. When I was dialing out, like, I don't hate them at all. In fact, I love them. I still have a relationship with them. I don't bring it up. Like, I know what you did when I was homeless. I don't even do none of that. I move in our group as if they didn't close that door on me. Or they didn't put stipulations on me about staying with them in my time of need, right? But I'm just saying in the other cultures, I don't really see that often. You know, it's not a time stamp. I don't see that with other cultures. And so when I see my brothers and sisters, my black people hating on that, it bothers me. Because I'm like, are you mad at them for doing that? Like, you can't do it yourself. And if black people came together, we could open up shops. We can build our own community. But we're waiting for the so-called white man government instead of us putting our money together and making it work. Uh, we'll blame the white man. we'll blame the government, we'll even blame the churches. Like, it's the church's responsibility for us to come together and unify and start from scratch. Like every other foreign people that come. And they go out their way to look for resources. And it's true that when they come here and they get to get all these resources because their people look out for their people. So why aren't our people looking out for us? Why aren't our black people looking out for their black people? Why are they competing like, oh, since I struggled, you're going to struggle too. It wasn't free. It wasn't given freely to me, so I'm going to make it hard for you to get. What? I see it often. Even in the workplace, when it comes to promotion, it's like only one black person can be in leadership. Nah, you got to stay down there and work from the bottom like I did. Do you know how I had to start, how I went through this? And the elders would let you know that, too. We to have to do this. We had to. Okay. So do I have to struggle like you since you paved the way? Or are you going to make a way for me? Like, what's good? So that, that was something, right? So that kind of, like, was making me a little hard. Like, Lord, like, oh, this ain't cool because I heard it from two people at different times during the weekend. Talking about the Latino vendors and them coming over here for a better life for them and their families. And it broke my heart. It truly broke my heart because I consider the Latino community my cousins, right? Just like the Asian community, that those are my cousins, right? Um, another thing that was heartening me was just seeing so many empty apartments, apartment buildings and homes, like people are getting evicted. People are being displaced, There's so many mobile homes on the streets now. So many homemade tents and tarps on business streets. Like in Compton on Avalon and on Rosecrans and what is that? Uh, Compton, like what Compton Ave? Like it's so crazy. San Pedro. I'm shocked on Main Street, you know, just villages of homeless people just trying to make what they got work like what kind of world are we living in right the gang violence is insane um my I went with my sister this weekend to get her car fixed and um it seemed like maybe 10 15 minutes after a gun sh- shooting uh we pulled up to the auto place and while my sister was there to get money to pay the mechanic she overheard one of the people in the community talking about how two people got shot now I'm from Hemet so we don't really see that much going on out here like most people die from the cold there's a lot of elderly people here um i'm not saying that there's no violence but it's not like in the city of la you get what i'm saying so just seeing that i'm like oh my god like whoa like jesus christ like when are we going to stop? When are we going to get together and, and and build? You know, when are we going to start loving each other and stop killing one another? We always talk about the white man this and racism this. But what are we doing to one another? What are we doing in our own neighborhoods? Like they may have started something, but we don't got to keep this savage attitude going. We don't got to keep killing each other because that was influenced by another. We don't got to do that. We can break it. Okay. Another thing that bothered me was this gentleman, he, he was keeping two people from serving in the church. Two people that God you know, brought back to life, healed them. And they try to use the rest of their life serving. And because this gentleman is on his high horse and wants to be the center of the attention, he blocked them from serving. And um, I was going to say something to him, but God already went before me and did it for me. And I was like, thank you, Lord, because when it comes to stepping up to a man, like I got all the boldness in the world, don't get me wrong. But I'm like, Lord, I don't really feel like it's my place to confront him. Even though what he's doing is wrong, but I don't feel right doing it. And before I could, the man of God, um, I already stepped in and put things in this place without being any confrontation. It was sweet as pie. And I was so grateful and thankful for it because I'm like, okay, because me doing it, it could have went left real quick. And I know me and I know how I can be. And if he would have went somewhere else where I probably would have went there with them because my my energy was low my heart was aching my heart was becoming cold because of all the things I've been seeing and hearing that was just breaking me another thing that broke me this weekend and it's gonna turn out good don't worry y'all I'm just venting and releasing myself right is the Ukrainians being racist to color people Not just Africans, but the Arabians and the um, people of Iran and who else? Just people of color. Like, they're preventing them from getting to safety. Like, they're making them wait to um, board the trains to get away from the war. Like, they're blocking it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what? In a time like this, that can still find a way to be evil. The flesh is wicked. I'm like, God, help your people. Protect your people while they wait to be saved, right? And even if, you know, these people are not your people, Lord, just have mercy on them. Because Jesus died for everybody, even those who don't pray to him, even those who don't serve him. He died for everybody, you know, so that one day, hopefully in the name of Jesus Christ, you know, they'll wake up and come home they'll wake up and come to God and come to Jesus Christ right so but yeah he shed his blood for us all not for some for all and he's so merciful and graceful and he's so patient that sometimes he will delay certain things just to give us time to get right give us time to draw and seek him and so I love that about him so I just ask that he just have his way over there you know, over the people. Like, even the evil people, to have help them to have a change of heart. Um, another thing I'm noticing with certain churches that I've been visiting and seeing is it's all about performance, and the fire is not there. Like, it's just pure entertainment. And I'm like, God, why? Why is it like this? What is happening? And he's like, it's because what's going on Behind the scenes. When church is over, it's over for them too. They don't take me home. They don't dwell in my presence at home. They don't pray to me. They don't study and read my word. They're busy doing whatever they want to do. And so when it comes to coming back to church, it shows the presence of God is nowhere near in the atmosphere. He left the building or to say Elvis has left the building. God has left the building. And that's one of my, I had an interview this weekend also. And that was one of the questions. What is is my, one of my weirdest or biggest fear in life. And it was um, having the presence of God leave me and not know it, not sense it, not feel it. And one ways that would cause that to happen is pride of disobedience. Would cause you not to even realize that God is not rocking with you. God has left the building. He has left your temple. The Holy Spirit, you can't even hear. You can't even feel it stirring up. It's gone. It's love. You didn't left them behind. Or you didn't stop moving and Googling with him and the cloud has kept on moving and you're still in the same spot same position and god has left i'm like lord how can we fix that he said draw near every single day seek me every single day pray to me every single day read my word every single day so you can stay sensitive to my movement because god he 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 shifts he changes. Yes, he's the same. Yes, he's consistent. But he moves and he shifts. And I'm grateful for that because we can get so stale with just him just being one way and one way all the time. Our flesh is like that. That's why a lot of people cheat. A lot of people do a lot of wrong and bad things cuz they need a thrill. They need some something new. And I just thank God that he 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 does that. Not for, you know, our sake. He does it, you know, to keep us stuck on him. So we don't get complacent and still, you know. But God, I'm like, Lord, (laughs) help me not to perform. Help me not to do this thing out of entertainment. I really want you and desire you. Change my heart. Change whatever it needs to take for your presence to stay on me and around me. And if that means that I need to move out of a place, a building, or a situation... To be closer to you, then that's what I'll do. I'll put you first over my family, my friends, my job, my career, my church, the building. I put you before it all. I'm coming and chasing after you. Okay. Another thing that happened this weekend that saddens me that. You know, I didn't realize, not all my family, but I'm going to be real. It's not too many Christians in my family. A lot of the youth and young adults, like this street life has got a grip on them. They serve Buddha and they don't even serve Buddha. They just do it because it's a trend. They all have those green and red Buddha necklaces, but they're not following his precepts or what he stands for. They have no knowledge of him. Don't know the history of him, but they're rocking him. And I'm just shocked, you know, because I'm like, regardless of, um, man, I, I can't go there with it. But it broke my heart because it was like my great aunt, she passed away. And so we're in church and they had no respect for the church, no respect for the pastor, no respect for the word and no respect for the dead. None. It was like it was just a place to be because that's where we needed to be. But once it was over it, it was over it and done with. And so it broke me and it was kind of making me a little hard because I'm like, man, forget this. Like this is why I'm leaving. This is why I'm mad. This is what I'm upset I'm about because I can't I can't do this, God. Like this is wrong. And so he he ended up like letting me know, like, no, you gotta pray. You have to intercede for your family. Yes, this is why I told you to remove yourself. And it's not to remove myself because um, I'm better than them or I'm judging them. No. It got to the point like the longer that I was staying there, the more I was becoming just like them. Like towards the end of the evening, my behavior shifted and changed. I was looking like the old NeNe. Okay, we had the repass on the block, if you know what I mean. And so the old ways was coming back to me. And I was like, okay, yes, you know, yes, you go back and you serve your people and you serve your community. But if you're not in a good place where you're strong enough to go against all the negativity, all that, you know, that evilness and evil deeds, you're going to get swallowed up. You're going to get swallowed up. You ain't strong enough to fight all those demons. And I'm not calling my family demons. No, no, no. I'm talking about the spirits that was surrounding us. Okay? It was a lot. And I find myself going back to my old ways. And I'm like, oh, we got to go. We got to end. I got to get out of here. And I'm like, I thank God church is tomorrow. But, baby, I got to get up out of here. I started to see the shift in me. And it wasn't... Like they had a heavy influence on me or that they were pressuring me to go back to my old ways. No, but it was just all around me. And because I was going through so much um, uh, chaos this weekend and, and breaking this weekend, I was in a vulnerable place. I was at a low place where I should have been at my daddy's feet and stuck and stayed at his feet, you know, to be rejuvenated, to be restored. My battery was going low 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 and so the influence that was around me was easy and able to um overcome me a little bit right so um I had to go to God, like I had to get back right. I had to draw close to him. I had to pray and cry out to him. I had to go to the altar because there was a lot of things that was going on with me this weekend that I'm like, daddy, 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 daddy. And then he let me know, you got to follow me. It's time to isolate. Not isolate to... um be alone forever or to to separate from people permanently. No, to be restored, to be renewed. You don't need no distractions, okay? Let me take care of you. Let me heal you. And then you can go back to the places you went to or you've been at, okay? Then you can go back and serve other people. Because if you're not, you're going to be irritable, agitated, snapping on people, and you're going to be doing things that you used to do that I brought you out of. It's easy to go back to doing the things you used to do, especially if you light or or your, your energy is low, your battery is low, your spirit is low. It's easy to revert back to the things that God brought you out of, the things that you cried out to him to get you out of. It's easy to go back. If you talk to recovering addicts, they'll let you know that. The thoughts are still there. That feeling of wanting to do drugs, that whatever they did, is still there. But they have to take it day by day. They have to fight for their sobriety. They have to fight to stay clean. To stay delivered. Because it's all kinds of stuff happening in life that would trigger you and make you want to just give up. Just lose hope. If you look at the world from your eyes, your natural eyes, you will want to give up. Because even when you're around the rich and famous and what seems like the successful people and you see some of the evil deeds that is up there because there's a lot up there, you will lose hope. Some people just take out their life because they're like, it ain't good at the top, it ain't good at the bottom. I'm done with it. And they just end it. So I have to stay close to God no matter where I'm at, whether I'm high or low, Bring them to the side or to the left or to the right. Keep them right there. Stay anchored in him. Right? Cause woo. So yes, y'all, we have to keep ourselves pure. We have to keep ourselves pure. Like those around me this weekend was like, Oh, you have you you're such a good spirit, da, 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 this. And I'm like, Yeah, my battery level right now is just a good heart. I want to have a pure heart. A pure gold heart. A heart of gold, I should say. And I heard a prophet say that today. And I was like, Lord, it came right back. Oh, you have a heart of gold. I used to hear that all the time when I served the community. I want to keep that heart of gold. This weekend, just being around the negativity and the, the racism and the hatred. It was turning my heart just good. Just good. It looked good on the outside and all that but in the inside I was turning cold and black. It wasn't no light, just dark. It was I was becoming dim. I was going back into my shell. And the flesh was just getting louder and louder. I was ready to fight a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Okay, I had a moment after church. After I went to the altar, I was just upset because of what I'm around almost every day. The pressure, you know, of other people not changing their ways was getting to me, was coming into me. Oh, no, 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 no. Your battery is way too low because you allow what you cannot control to get to you to where now you you agitated. You want to yell at somebody? You want to snap at somebody? No, ma'am. It's time to get back into it. You got to go to the wilderness. You need to go back to daddy. You need to go to the mountains. Go up the mountains. Get up out the city. Get up out the city. Go to the mountain. I was in the city this weekend. I was like, all right, God, I ain't ready for the city. I ain't ready for the city yet. Oh, no, I'm not ready. I need some more training. This heart needs some more training. And, and 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 even when he allowed me to move back to the city, baby girl, definitely going to be traveling back up to the mountains frequently. Not even every Sunday. It's going to be every other day or maybe every day as much as I need to go to the mountain to get my heart right. So one of the ways that we can keep ourselves pure is checking ourselves and being honest. And don't allow us to allow yourself, I should say, to stay in a funk or stay in negativity for long because it will drain your battery. It will drain your soul. It will drain your spirit. Go to daddy God. Not even people because sometimes they feel exactly how you feel. So you and this person, y'all both is low trying to help each other out. No, no, no. You got to go to the source that have it all. He stayed green. He stayed fully charged, 100%. His battery never runs out. His charge never runs out. You got to go hook yourself up like jumper cables and recharge. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay? We got to get it together. We got to get right. We got to look out for one another. Okay, we got to check our hearts, make sure we're not racist. And just because you're colored doesn't mean that you're not racist, honey. A lot of y'all is racist. A lot of you Latinos is racist. A lot of you Asians are racist. And a lot of you black folks, Africans and every other nationality that's listening and tuning in and that's in this world. Your guys are racist. Just listen to how you talk about other cultures and people and things. Where is that coming from? Is it because the hate that you got, that's what you're giving? Because you got that, so that's what you're putting out? Can't nobody, like, take your place? Like, can't nobody? What bothers me is we put the blame on other people because they're trying to make it way. They trying to turn the bad to good. They trying to take the little and make the most out of it. For their family and their children's children's children. Okay, you may can't afford life insurance and things like that or whatever, what not. But with the little you got and what your neighbor has, let's come together. Families should be coming together instead of fighting and hating one another. It's the competition for me. It's the pride and ego for me. Like, we would literally watch our loved ones suffer instead of coming together and try to build each other up. And I'm going to speak on black people because I'm black. I can't speak on other race. Because, like I said, I see from the outside, but also I have friends who I consider family of different nationality that let me know, like, Shh, color don't mean nothing. The problem is still the problem. Human is still human. Flesh is still flesh. doesn't matter what color it is. It may change because of the, you know, the demographic or the surrounding area or because of the man-made tradition and culture and stuff like that. But flesh is still flesh. Pride ain't got no color. Ego ain't got no color. Hatred, envy, and jealousy ain't got no color. It has none. So what we have to do is of course pray for ourselves. Pray for your heart Own your crap Own the things that you try to keep from others from seeing. You can fake it with other people, but don't fake it to yourself. Don't 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 fake your. Don't do that. Be real with yourself and God. Hey, I'm God. I'm struggling here. Dominique, hey, you tripping today. You just snapping. What's your problem? I don't know, Lord. I don't know what's going on. But I don't like it. This ain't me and I'm coming out of character. So please help me. Get me right. If that means I need to be by myself for a couple of hours to get my mind and heart right and my spirit right, then that's what I need to do. And you might have to share that with your family and friends. I need to just take a sabbatical, y'all. It's not even you. It's all me. It's a heart issue. Ain't got none. Yeah, y'all issues. Getting on my nerve, yes, but it shouldn't be able to come into my vessel. The storms out there should not be able to come on my ship. Not when I got the Holy Spirit and Jesus in me, it should not. Peace be still. Okay? So let's be real with ourselves and check in with ourselves. And if we got some problems and issues that stink, own it. God, I'm wrong. Help me with this. Help me to fix this. Help me to be right and do right. Help me to be bold enough and courageous enough to go out and say sorry to those that I didn't hurt and spilled my negativity on, snapped on, tripped on, flipped on. Forgive me, Father God, for misjudging other people or for judging other people, for just being people or for being stuck in the season that you delivered me out of I ain't no better. I just got you. That's the only difference. Help me from looking down. Help me from being for being cold towards them. For giving up on them. To the point where you're keeping the prayers to yourself. You know you see something wrong going on. And you're like, I ain't saying nothing. I ain't praying nothing. I ain't doing none of that. I'm not going to intercede. <laughs> I'm mad. I don't care. F them. F them. Ugh. What if God did you like that? Because you taking your time getting right. So he just say forget you. I don't got time for you no more. You, you took too long to come to me. I'm done. Like door closed. I ain't no being delayed. I ain't waiting on you to get right. Nah. Bye. Got my face. You should have took it. When I came to your door in 1998, whenever God approached you with whatever scenario he did, whether it was through a book, a movie, a music, a, a witness of Christ, church, family, friend, somebody warned you or whatever. However, he came to you and you ignored him. He could have closed the door right then and there. But because of his son, he took his time like, all right. I'll I'll step back. I'll give them some room to come. Okay? So let's keep a pure heart. Keep a heart of gold. Let's keep love in our hearts for those around us, especially those who are trying to start from the bottom and get somewhere to where they can provide for their family and friends. Just because certain, you know, race was mean and hated you doesn't mean that you have to go back and retaliate and become them. Now you're sp- sp- talking bad about them and their people and their kind. No. It's never-ending. It's never-ending. You got the browns fighting the black, the yellow fighting the browns, and the black. the bl- This don't make no sense. Love love makes sense love heals love see past color envy hate jealousy envy It he past that love serves love nurture love bring peace love restore love revive Love release. Love cares. Let's keep that for the generation to come and the generation that is here. And that's all I have to say. And this is Push Talk Real Talk with Dom. I love you. God bless you. And I'm praying for you. And again, shout out to Singapore. What? Singapore. Oh, snaps. God, God bless you, and thank you for what you're doing for me. Yes, I told God God bless him. Yes, I did. (laughs) Oh, he's so good to me, okay? Yes, he is. But God bless you all, and I'll talk to you soon. Take it easy.